You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Sharon. My guest is Taryn Marcus, VP of Marketing at Hyperproof. Taryn, it is great to have you on the show. Great to be here. <laughs> so tell us about a memorable marketing moment from your career. Ooh, well, actually, we just attended our first event at Hyperproof. We're currently there as a company at Isaka, and we ended up in a booth space right next to one of our competitors, um, okay. which is a first. I've never had that kind of close encounter type of experience, and it's been quite fun for them to kind of figure out that we now exist in the market. We have an offering where we kind of fit, and so it's it's been a pr- pretty memorable experience to hear the reactions to Hyperproof's kind of first physical presence and see kind of the awareness of the brand growing. So yeah, it's, I guess, a real-time memory as it's happening right now. So Yeah, okay. That's, that's really cool. That is a big moment. And what kind of reaction are you getting? Are they, is it like surprise? Like, oh, yeah, wow, there's, another, there's another kid it's on the block. It's also been really super, super positive. We did a session yesterday that got rave reviews and it's been quite cool. One of our biggest differentiators is that we support a lot more frameworks, compliance frameworks than our competitors. And so uh, because we're right next to our competitors, they have five frameworks and we have 50 and people are seeing that and and noticing the difference right away. And so the reaction has been pretty, pretty consistent and pretty positive on that. So yeah, it's just been a lot of work kind of coming full circle and seeing the results of it and, and all that. So it's been really cool uh, to see this week for sure. That That is really awesome. And so for our listeners who many of whom probably don't know, tell us about Hyperproof. What are you guys all about? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we are a, a compliance operations software platform. Basically, if you're looking to manage any of your security or compliance related work at a technology organization, whether it's SOC 2 or ISO or NIST or any of the kind of the, the privacy centric ones like GDPR or CCPA, we help you manage all of the work involved, all the evidence collection, all the task management, the collaboration pieces, and then also ensure that you're doing what's needed to be able to satisfy the audits or the attestations or whatever is required to prove that your company is doing everything they can to keep your data secure and your customer's data secure and all of that fun stuff. So that's what Hyperproof does. Okay. Very cool. Thanks for that. Now, I know that one of your challenges, like it is for just about any marketer, is to cut through all the noise out there. The the personas you're going after, they're getting bombarded by a lot of information, right? So, And I know that one way that you do that is that you produce some really unique content, namely uh, a report called the IT Compliance Benchmark Report. So first, just describe what the that report is. Yeah. So it's a survey that we do every year. I can't take credit for it. It was the brainchild of JC who runs content. Uh, she came up with it three years ago where we surface or survey, sorry, over a thousand IT compliance professionals on what they're thinking about, what are their top trends when they're going into the next year. The survey always runs in December. And then we release it in February, covers best practices, what top companies are doing as far as security and risk type related topics. And then also how people are thinking about budget concerns, about building out teams, about assuring up their security practices, all of that kind of rolled up into one asset. Mm-hmm. And so it's what, what goes into producing that kind of content? Sounds like yeah, a lot. It's, 
It's it's pretty involved. I mean, so one, we work with a survey partner to be able to kind of connect with all of the right titles and people that we want involved into the survey. We obviously have to have a larger list than a thousand because you're not always going to get everyone saying yes to being surveyed. So just building out that list in itself is a pretty intense process. And then defining the questions, the key areas that we want to focus on. We take a, a close look at what we did the previous year and kind of see, okay, which questions do we want to continue? Which ones do we want to add in new based on trends or what we're noticing. And then every year we define a theme um, of kind of the core tone that we want to take with the asset build out supporting assets as far as social downloads, et cetera, to be able to kind of extend the reach of the campaign. And then on the other side of it, it's just ensuring that once we do create the benchmark report, we have enough channels to be able to get it out to the market as much as possible. So ensuring that we have constant vacation lined up and different kind of opportunities as far as blog posting, PR awareness, all that kind of thing to make sure that the benchmark survey really uh, hits all the channels that we want. Okay. So yeah, indeed, that sounds like a, a bit of a lift to, to yeah, do something it's, it's like a, that. It's a full, I mean, at the very least, it's it's probably a quarter, quarter and a half of, of mm-hmm. planning, if not longer, just to make sure that everything goes right. And then the writing... Obviously, on the content side for the team, it's, yeah. it's a huge lift to be able mm-hmm. to. It's the the asset is over thirty pages of content, so it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a it's a lot of, of of time. Yeah, but I assume you wouldn't do it unless it, it was worth it. You get good ROI from it, which we'll talk about in a second. But first, tell us a little bit about the genesis of this project. Why did why did you think it was a good idea in the first place to create this report? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I think this is probably true of a lot of audiences, but it's particularly true of ours. It is Our audience is very hungry for new information and for education in the space that we operate in, and they want to be informed of what is top of mind of their peers. I think a lot of uh, people in the compliance space often feel like they're a little bit isolated in their kind of operations. And so this is a way for them to kind of pick their head up, see what other companies are doing, what's working, what's not. And so we quickly kind of noticed that we needed to have something that was one, be able to create every year, but two, would also kind of satisfy that education or kind of knowledge hunger need. And so a benchmark survey was was one of the ideas. As I said, JC came up with it and now it's it's been a pinnacle asset it's it's by far our biggest download of the year or and every year and it's it it produces revenue as well which is awesome so it's not just a high top of funnel it, it brings people in and they ultimately close so mm-hmm. how do you promote it yeah, across uh, multiple channels. So content syndication, as I mentioned, is big. Social is big. We have a, a primary asset on our website as well. We do send it out to news agencies, bloggers, relevant voices in the in the industry as well. And then just kind of ongoing uh, support as far as any event that we're doing. It's one of the key assets that we leverage. So it's always present in basically anything we do because it, it just is such an evergreen asset. Mm-hmm. So you, you just mentioned that it gets a lot of engagement. It's like your most popular asset. Why do you think that is? It is pretty unique. I think one, because it is a heavy lift. So not a ton of people are, are kind of doing something similar. And two, I think, especially now that people have started to kind of recognize that this is an ongoing thing and, and kind of come a little bit to expect it, I think that's helping as well. The feedback that we get from it is that it's always quality content. People are excited to read it, excited to get the knowledge that comes from it. So I think that's helping feed kind of the the hunger for the information as as we continue moving forward but i i do think it is it's 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 a pretty unique asset compared to what else is in the market right now 
Mm-hmm. That seems important, the uniqueness. You're not just putting out the same kind of stuff everyone else is. Exactly. Is or- and original it's also, research. It's our, to- yeah, exactly. It's, I was just going to say that. It's, it's our research, right? It's not like mm-hmm. we're pulling from Forrester or Gartner or any of these other kind of larger organizations. It's it's 100% homegrown. So uh, the only way to access it is to download the Hyperproof asset, which I think makes it extra special. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, in, in a in a crowded marketplace, where there's just so so much digital stuff online. People being bombarded, stuff that is really original has a better chance of cutting through. I mean, that just seems like common sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. So now, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, a lot of marketing teams, would love to do something like this, but it might seem kind of kind of intimidating. Like, how do you even start if you've never done it before? So, what's your advice? How do you start a project like this? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the right survey partner is is a critical component of this to make sure that you can actually reach the audience that you're trying to gather information from. So that's definitely one key area to focus on. You also, I mean, you do need someone internally that's willing to take that information, parse out the key insights and kind of put the asset together. We're very fortunate to have someone like JC in our content team that is definitely kind of data centric in the way that she thinks about things and operates. And so that's definitely kind of a a helpful piece of the picture. You can do it without that, but obviously having someone that's able to kind of find the story in the data is the critical component. And so I think if you're if you're looking at your team and there's someone that's interested in jumping into this project, you can start small. It's something that's grown every year. You don't have to have a massive asset, right? It could be a few pages the first time and then the next year, bigger and bigger and bigger and, and kind of go from there. Any particular pitfalls to avoid that you've learned from experience? I mean, I think for us, just as I mentioned earlier, just a ton of planning, right? It's it's very easy to early invest in just creating the asset, but it's such a waste of time to not have the full kind of campaign and plan around it to really give it the audience that it needs, right? I think so many times when people launch content, they just think about the creation of the piece. And so it's really important to think about who you want to be seeing it, what channels you need to get the piece in so they can actually know it exists. And then also what happens once they've downloaded it, right? Like what's the nurture strategy? What's the ongoing outreach strategy to make sure that you're actually bringing them forward, continuing to educate them? All of those pieces need to be well aligned. Otherwise you're investing a lot of time and a lot of money and not going to get as much as you could out of it in the end. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Okay. Well, Taryn, thank you so much for a great conversation. Okay, so Taryn, so the report that we, that we were talking about, people can find it on the website, right? Yep, yep. It's the top kind of uh, top bar CTA and then also um, in multiple other places on the website. So easily findable if you just search IT, IT benchmark report, hyperproof. Okay, very good. And we'll put a link in our show notes as well. So thank you so much for a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.